What will you do when the coronavirus comes to your church? I can think of one thing. Don't sneeze into your microphone. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, podcast worship leaders, friends, and pastors, and also our fantastic Worship Team Training University members. So what do you do if the coronavirus comes to your church, your worship service? What do you do? Do we freak out? Maybe we just turn a blind eye to it? I don't think either is really the right case. Let me give you a few tips of the things that I've learned just the past few days about the coronavirus and what it may mean for your church and your congregation. Number one, does it mean that we freak out? No. <laughs> uh, the coronavirus, actually, if you study and, and look it up a little bit, it's not a new virus at all. The coronavirus has been around for a long, long time. It's just that uh, it's gained popularity through the news and also because of the inability of the containment, uh, which has not been good, and that's the reason why it broke out. Uh, but actually, did you know that each of us already carry different viruses on our own, and we have some corona-type germs that are already in us, but the flu gives way to itself when we become infected from more of an incredible source. So what does this mean for us? Again, do we freak out? Absolutely not. Uh, it is true that the coronavirus is a little bit more dangerous than the regular flu, but does that mean it's going to um, wreak a lot of damage on you? Possibly not. Uh, mainly that we're concerned of is the elderly because we want to make sure that uh, with their bodies that they're kept safe. But for those of us who are younger, um, even children, uh, we don't have that much of a dangerous um, circumstance that we need to worry about. But does it mean that we turn a blind eye to it? Absolutely not. It means that we are to be just as vigilant as it would be just the regular flu. So here are some things that I've learned in talking with one of my doctor friends today who has a doctorate from John Hopkins University. And he said the number one thing that we have to keep in mind is that the flu will enter by through the face. So what does that mean for us? It means no touching the face with your fingertips, with your hands, uh, with don't rub your eye, don't move your hair, scratch your nose. If you're going to do any of that, the best thing is to grab a tissue, a handkerchief, even maybe just a part of your clothing if you have to itch your nose or whatever. Uh, but the germs that we pick up on our fingers can contain some of those virus germs and without knowing it, we can touch our nose, mouth, and then it just goes right in. Washing the hands three times triple check is really the best way. Also using, yes, sanitizer that's above 60% alcohol. But going back to the washing hands, um, I was also told that you, we ought to wash our hands as long as you can sing uh, the song Happy Birthday and just make sure that everything's lathered up really good, washed. I mentioned this before on one of our other 60 second downloads that we have. And you can check out the rest of them on our iTunes station, Worship Team Training Podcast. One thing that I did mention is that uh, we are to be careful if you have people that are sick in your worship ministry, please encourage them to stay home. That is the number one thing we don't want in a worship team because we are the most out front people there besides the pastor and speaking staff. And just by us being there, we can, we can affect hundreds of people at one time. So watch when you, uh, you know, pick up your guitar, move a music stand, uh, keyboard, 
Uh, I would also like if you're a drummer, I would not share your sticks with anyone else. Uh, make sure that you're washing your hands after each time you touch your instrument. Microphone too, and, that, and that's another thing as well. If you're sick, you wouldn't do this, but even if you don't think that you're sick, don't sneeze into the microphone. After you sneeze, uh, make sure that you didn't do that in your hands where you touch the microphone or different things, cables, whatnot. Uh, you don't want to get your audio guy sick either because that would not be good. You also want to be careful too that if you do sneeze or cough, you know, do it away in the elbow, the, the crook of your arm, do it away from everybody else. Um, now, some have asked me, well, what do I do, Brandon, if those in my, there are those in my church that come to my church that they may be sick? Well, if you may not even know they're sick, I would avoid shaking hands. Um, I wouldn't even do a fist bump, just, you know, just a wave. And you just want to use common sense. That's the main thing. There's no magic pill that will take this coronavirus away. And yes, we believe God works through all things and we believe and trust God that he is here with us. But that doesn't mean that we just throw um, everything caution to the wind and we just say, well, God's going to take care of it and none of us will be affected. That's not true either. I, uh, not to say that God will bring a virus into our church. I don't believe that either. But we as humans, because we're fallen and we live in a fallen world, we still have to do things like take care of ourselves. So taking care of your church is the ideal thing. And um, I got a checklist from actually the cdc.gov. Uh, again, it's cdc.gov, and you can go find a checklist to get ready for your organization, community, or faith-based uh, faith, faith organizations. And you can read it here. So number one, it says to update the emergency operations, like you know, uh, know where your emergency contacts are. If someone is sick and you caught wind of coronavirus, I mean, let your pastor know. I would also call the authorities to let them know because if they need to come, they need to quarantine people. You know, and, and we hope that none of this ever happens, but in the event that it does, I thought putting together this video uh, would at least inspire some ideas. You may have some better thoughts on your own, but at least we get the conversations going because it's easy for us to think, well, yeah, but you know, this won't happen and I'm just gonna lead the music and worship and we'll be fine. Well, it only takes once and you never know what's gonna come through those doors until it's too late. So I wanna help you with that. Um, also, you in your church, maybe identify a room that sick people can go to. Uh, you know, you maybe you can act as, make a room that's your own little quarantine unit. You never know. You want to also develop good communication between staff members. So if you know somebody is sick, if you hear a bad cough or whatever, I mean, it's always good just to keep the communication going. Have somebody go to that individual and ask them, hey, are you sick? Um, you know, and, and usher them to that room or maybe even outside. And again, encourage the use of hand washing in your church, the sanitization, and even maybe speak about it at the at the upfront of your welcome. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to. We don't need to make this sound paranoid, but again, I think it's good for us just to become educated of what we do. Again, does it mean that any of us will get infected by the coronavirus in the worship service? Possibly not. I hope not. Could it happen? Sure, it could happen anywhere. The grocery store, gas station, who knows? But we want to do everything that we can to take care of ourselves. Um, also, staff members within the church, you know, make sure that if you are sick, you stay home, like I said before. Uh, cough and sneeze away, use your tissue, uh, wash your hands. Again, I'm just <laughs> always underscoring the washing your hands. And at the same time, 
uh, you just want to use good sense. Again, don't touch your face. And you want to watch all the things that you touch and grab within your church and just be careful. So that's just really the main thing. And, and when I spoke to my friend, my doctor friend about all this, that was the one thing that he stressed is that just use common sense like you would the flu. It doesn't mean that you need to wear a face mask. And, and besides, face masks don't really work if you're not sick. It really is for people who are sick that they don't spread germs. So you don't need to lead worship with a surgical mask. Okay, don't do that. You may scare somebody. Use common sense. So we want to pray for one another. We want to pray for our country. We want to pray for the world that we can stop what's going on to make our churches, communities a great place that people can congregate and we can continue to share the love of Jesus. And cold or no cold, flu or no flu, or no flu doesn't matter. We want to make sure that we're giving our best to God and also we're helping one another. I hope these tips help you. And if they do, please drop a comment and maybe uh, share some advice to uh, some things that maybe I left out or you think that would be good for your team or for people to know. Thanks so much for watching. I'm Brandon Dempsey here at Worship Team Training and Worship Team Training University. Be sure to check out our websites and podcasts you can see it below. We love you, and we'll see you back soon next time. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship team training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshiptteamtraining.com.